Hey everyone, and welcome to the 26th installment of the weekly catch up podcast. It is Wednesday, April 1, Fool's Day, Fool's mm. Year 2020. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B. Red Colvin. That'd be me. What's up? This whole year has been a joke. <laughs> yeah. So. This episode's going to be a little bit different in that I've lost it. <laughs> okay. Eighth consecutive work from home day. Um, you know? Let's just see how it goes. Let's okay. just see where it goes. All right. Well, let's do it then. Let's get it. <laughs> it's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci. How they deep in they bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. All right. All right. All right. So it's April Fool's Day. I'm glad that Twitter, I'm glad that we all <laughs> collectively decided that April Fool's Day isn't a thing this year because, <laughs> no. like, what could you do at this yeah. point? Be like, hey, hey, only like 5,000 people died today. It's like, right. oh, no, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just. Yeah, you're going to like fake a pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how? Okay. Like, yeah. awesome. Where are you not social distancing at? <laughs> I got to tell you, like, uh, it's difficult because all these attractive girls are out running around the neighborhood, but they're crossing the street like you're a, <laughs> like you look like a hoodlum mm, that's going to rob them. Yeah. It's just crazy. Like, there's nobody's getting together, man. No. I'm, I'm so, I'm over this right now. It, like, I don't have anything to look forward to except for I'm still golfing 36 holes a weekend. Yeah. So that's lovely, but you have to go like, I'm having to go to Glen Rose consistently now, right? To get a tea time somewhere, dude. I've I've started, I guess, for the first time realizing what I do with my friends, and really, it's just going out to eat and hanging out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just ingest things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then, well, then we just sit wherever we're at and talk for a while. But it's like we need a place. <laughs> we need some refreshments. We need a place to set, yeah. set and talk. Yeah, so. Uh, shout out to our man, Gerald. I saw him get a murdered out whip. Dude, both Gerald truck. and Alec got a new truck. I was with oh. Gerald whenever he got it. Dude, what is going on right now? Because I was talking to somebody that uh, was talking to a dealership owner out in Paris, Texas over mm -hmm. the weekend. And he said that they're having an unseasonably high uh, like sales season yeah. um, versus like, I guess, year over year or whatever. So is there something going on with the auto industry? Well, that... no, Alec has been looking at getting rid of his car for a while now. Um, what did he get? He got a 2020 Ram. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's sick. It's awesome. And Gerald got a Ram too? Yeah, he got like a 2017, 2018. So also really nice. And um, he got one because he had been using his brother's truck for a while because uh, somebody hit his and um, decommissioned it. <laughs> okay. That took a while to spit out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, shout remember. out to both of y'all then come pick us up <laughs> yeah take us for a spin uh so show us all the places we can't hang out they both would get dodge rams they're actually really nice i'm not saying that they're not 
I don't know what I don't know what that means. There, there is no <laughs> there is no innuendo there. It's just I don't know. When you think I've only had a Ford F one fifty for oh, my truck. You so would have a Ford. I was raised in kind of a Ford family. Um mm. like my mom has an edge. I have an escape. I've had an F one fifty. Um but all I've ever owned are two Fords and a Honda. Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes I think Ford people were brought up to think uh, maybe think less than uh, of the Chevy and especially the Dodge owners. And if you have like a Nissan or like a, no, what is it? Uh, I would say Toyota, except Toyota is actually producing the most BA trucks and SUVs right now Yeah. in terms of like right off of the dealership lot, they're ready to go to like 12,000 feet elevation, you know, yeah. scale, whatever, like those TD4R uh, forerunners or whatever mm-hmm. um, with the, all the packages and options with the, oversized tires yeah. oh i would kill for one of those but you know that those start the way that i wanted it at almost fifty thousand msrp oh, yeah. right so crazy i don't know although chevys are looking pretty good like the silverado looks pretty good nowadays honestly they made the ford ranger just big enough that if you're like secure with your masculinity you could <laughs> buy one you know yeah i remember <laughs> i feel that i i can't remember what those look like but <laughs> well, not like they used to. Yeah. I remember everybody with like an S10 or a Ranger. Like when I had my F150, I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Granted, I was very small at the time, but I didn't feel that in that F150. Mm. Okay. I don't know. Just going to leave me yeah, out here. I don't, I don't know what to say to that, man. Cool. How's that Civic treating you? Great. Hold reliable. <laughs> um, no, I just saw the picture of Gerald's truck today, and I thought it actually looked really good. Yeah, so yeah. He's going to get it lifted, and... put some bigger tires on it. Yeah? Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah. That's the way to do it, man. Um, so what were we just talking about before? Just how life is over? Yeah, just how... Well, I was saying how, you know, most of the stuff that I do with my friends is, like, literally just going out yeah. to eat and then hanging out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a variety of different things. Like, I've been friends with my friends for so long that even in the the obligations that we sometimes have will be together. Like mm-hmm. if there's a, and I don't mean obligations in like a bad way, but yeah. um, you know, if there's a wedding or a birthday or what we make it to each other's homes pretty frequently as mm-hmm. well as um, you know, dinners and you know, out to drinks on the weekend type deal um, golf. What I, that hasn't, I only golf alone or, or really with uh, Scott at this point. And um, it's funny we had to revise our handicap system this last weekend because we played two weekends ago and we tied. I told that story about going into yeah. the 18th and tying. Well, this last weekend, it wasn't even competitive because Ooh. your boy right here just went on a tear. First of all, I played with these guys on Saturday. Uh, I had to go up to Wiley uh, for a tea time. Mm-hmm. And so I get on with this threesome. Uh, they're all friends. They're nice guys. On the back nine, they ended up saying, okay, let's play a better ball scenario where, you know, you have to shoot your cumul- you have to shoot your score right. on each hole, but then you get to take the lower score as a team and we'll count strokes the back nine. So I apologize to the guy that I got mm-hmm. paired with. I'm like, I don't know why they're doing this to you, but I'm, yeah. I'm sorry in advance. Meanwhile, proceeded to haul off like the best back nine of my life. I hey. shot like three over. I literally hit a beautiful drive in an approach shot that was one foot from the cup instant birdie. I had a birdie and four pars, four or five pars on the back nine, dude. Dang. We won. It was dope. So I was like, Oh, 
I ruined it for tomorrow <laughs> because the real com- competition is on Sunday with Scott and Glenn Rose because mm-hmm. we're gambling money. You know, we've got this whole handicap system where if it's a new course, we now play from the same tees, but he does give me a stroke a hole. So 18 strokes for the round, but it's match play on a per hole basis. Gotcha. So I get a bogey, he gets a par, we bump. But if I get a par and he gets a bogey, that's a straight out win for me. Yeah. Or if we both bogeyed, it's a straight out win for me. So uh, I'd wrap things up by the 13th hole and I'd never had him book a subsequent round while we were still playing around. <laughs> um, you, you very much, I need to beat him to keep, keep him interested in the right. scenario. Um, so this next round, I'm getting nine strokes for the entire round, and we're playing 36 on Saturday. Oh, wow. So he's coming for blood. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be good. You'll have um, to keep us updated on that. Yeah. Well, that's that's the only it's the only nice thing that's really going on right now. Yeah. Um, you know, other than the tailwind at work, which is good some days, bad others. But yeah. um, how's today? <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, bro. My goodness gracious. Oh, People are crazy. It's yeah. just, I don't know. I feel like everyone's mom. Like, I don't, I, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Wait, don't bait me into this. Sorry. Brad comes over and I'm wrapping up the day and I'm just <laughs> fuming. Yeah. No, it's all good. Yeah. It was a good day. Yeah. Great day. It was. Going to get to do it all over again tomorrow at home alone. Oh, you'll be all right. Yeah. You kill it. Yeah. You you honestly do kill it. You crush it. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Of course, I've gotten eighteen of eighteen of the last twenty discovery calls to next meetings. Let's go. So, if that's a batting average, I'm in the Hall of Fame of discovery <laughs> calls. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, no, um, no, it's been busy, but golf really has been the one thing that I've kind of looked forward to on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my parents. I they've been going stir crazy at home. And so they had texted me on Saturday and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be north anyway, actually, because my mom mm-hmm. had texted me trying to entice me with some vegetarian meatballs. Ooh. And I was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good. So I was like, I'll already be north. So, yes, I'll be there. So yeah. we ended up having a nice dinner and firing up the uh, outdoor fire pit and just chilling that night. And nice. I'd gotten some good sun that day. And so that was a nice, fulfilling time. I think I was the only person that they'd really seen in a while because their their best friends that live up the street, who's they have the house in the mountains and they they trade houses, they look after each other's houses and travel together. Karen and Kayvon, you've met them. Yes. Um, I guess they went to a wedding in Louisiana recently, okay. and so they've been quarantined at home ever since. And oh. I think that I think they're going to get to all go walk the dogs together or something yeah. in the next couple of days once quarantine is ended. But Louisiana is like a hotbed right have you seen yeah the, okay is that continuing on because they were progressing like faster per capita than like italy yeah um i know them in seattle because we were worried about our students uh that had gone on our mission trip because they had a connecting flight in seattle and today actually marked the 14 days so now they're officially out of quarantine even though we're all still staying home so you're teaching from home now well, I'm still going up to the school. Like a lot of the teachers are staying home, but remember, I don't have the best Wi-Fi or anything. So gotcha. I go up to my classroom. I just hang out there. I don't really talk to anybody else. Um, but yeah, I'm doing all of my Zoom sessions in my classroom still. Yo, Wi-Fi has been shaky as a whole, though. Yeah, um, I don't know how it's been at the school, but I can tell you that at home, you know, I pay for, I think, the fastest thing I can get through AT&T. And um, 
you know, if I have the TV and multiple laptops and phone and all that going, like it's, it's frozen on me a couple times. Cause everybody's just at everybody's home streaming home, and all the kids are gaming whenever <laughs> like during their zoom sessions. Yeah. I get really nervous that like, you know, these kids are running around and like the guy upstairs was having an all out dance party yesterday. <laughs> and I was so annoyed. I was about to like get the broom out. Um, cause I was like, I'm, I'm about to go into a demo and I can't hear like Demi Lovato just full blast <laughs> ahead of, you know, above me. So that guy is becoming a problem. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Hopefully no. this ends soon. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about this. Right. Um, I woke up this morning and there were 3,600 domestic deaths. Now there's 4,700 a mere eight, 10 hours later. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Trump came out yesterday and said, prepare for a very painful two weeks. And, um, so we, we talked about projections last week and you were just shocked when I said 500,000 globally. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it looks like from the projections that they're currently doing for the U S at, at least a hundred to two forty. Yeah. In the U S alone. Right. That's so I might've undershot. Maybe so. And that is like conservative with the most yeah, mitigation possible. I, yeah, I saw that that was like the best out- outcome possible. Uh, so happy Wednesday. Yeah, no, happy April Fool's, oh, people. Um, man, that's no, sad. On a real note, though, you know how last week my friend Stacy had had the omen that this was going to hit closer to home, like it's going to progressively creep in, and people that we know, people that we're one degree of separation from are going to perish. Yeah. And I started to see that with... First of all, I, I started screenshotting client emails at one point over the last week where I'm like, you could create a scrapbook of like just tearjerkers out of these emails. Like, hey, Carson, we just got furloughed. Uh, we don't know when we'll be back. Hey, Carson, we just all got laid off. So obviously the project is off for now. Uh, the worst one was a guy who said, hey, I'm so sorry, man. I can't make our meeting. I had a loss really close to me this week. And so I'm taking the week off. Wow. And I was like, whoa, yeah, Chris, Chris, uh, Cuomo, yep. CNN, yep. he got it. Um, bunch of people have it like locally, the mayor of McKinney's daughter has it. Uh, Dallas County has a bunch of cases. Yeah. Um, old, uh, governor Abbott, uh, pushed back the schooling. Um, so I guess technically we're not supposed to go in until May 4th now, like, that's supposed to be the expected time for students to be able to return, but I'm sure it could get pushed back easily again. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're talking about, like, swaths of people dying through, Jul- like, July. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, there will be no pool parties this summer. Uh, nah. There will be no social distancing. There's no reason to go to a gym that is not open to try to get muscles for a pool party that is not happening. Don't even worry about that summer bod. Just right. We're staying indoors anyway. Yeah. I've got a nice little dad bod rocket. Yeah. As long, as long as you can fit in the tub, like you're good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Thanks man. As long as you can fit in the tub. That's nasty listeners. Don't be like that. (laughs) Stay trim, my friends. (laughs) Yeah. Summer is coming and there will be rogue people. <laughs> yeah, watch what you're bulk buying, I guess. Oh man. Dude, I, I'm running low on TP. Starting to run low and I'm concerned because I've walked down that aisle like you know, I feel like I'm going to 
I'm going to the grocery store. Anybody else find themselves going to the grocery store and just kind of hanging out? <laughs> like, no, <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't think I've ever gone to the grocery store this many times in a right. week. Like, I'm just like, well, I guess I should walk over there and get my next meal. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I've just been hitting up Sonic. <laughs> okay. I've been doing a lot of Chipotle. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had. A- I wish there was a Chipotle near my work or home. So I, I read this article. Um, no, that's not true. I read the headline <laughs> and the first paragraph. Duh. All right. Um, it, it had a good point. <laughs> Who was the source? CNN. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but CNN writing like you know op eds online, mm-hmm. like their actual journalism journal, like not their yeah. TV shows. Yeah, yeah. TV's cray. All right. What they say now? All right. So they were saying that. It's becoming an issue of like blue cities and red states and how this divide is starting to happen because the the new proclamation or whatever from Governor Abbott was it wasn't as far as he could have gone. And he left some big loopholes open, like places of worship and things like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, hardware stores, like basically any supplies that you need of any kind, it seemed like were essential and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the whole point being that there's a disparity between the way that we're all treating this based on population. Yeah. So New York is like shut down. They're talking about shutting down like the Metro and the airport and all of this different stuff. And meanwhile, Dallas is getting infected at an alarming rate. People are dying and everything is shut down everywhere. And yet you're in Johnson County. Yeah. We're chilling. And so, I mean, you have cases there for sure, but just the way that you need to, uh, first of all, the gathering places in a, a more rural area are different. The resources in terms of the outdoors are different. Just the number of people vying for said resources are different. Yeah. So it's it's kind of frustrating. Like, um, We're going to hear from our buddy Heston Williams a little bit later in this episode, but you know, even like... I'll put Heston on blast real quick. <laughs> he was tweeting like, at what point should we start socially shaming people that aren't social distancing? And then he posts a picture of him and his wife and niece, like in the mountains, like running around, having an amazing time at yeah. a second home. And it's like, yo, for people with second homes or in rural areas, like the rules are different for y'all. And you don't know how crazy people are going in the city. Yeah. Like they can't leave. There's cops patrolling for our butts. Like it's crazy over here. Yeah, but we love Heston, and we're going to hear from him and his perspective on uh, coronavirus and the markets, and he had a good little snippet that he put together for today's show, so he's our featured audio guest. Mm. Shout out, Heston. Shout out. Um, But we'll save him. Yeah, we'll we'll save him for later. But yeah, you were talking about um, places of worship. Um, I will say, as far as like the Adventist churches around the DFW area, I know like most of them are closed and they're not holding any worship services. They're, they're still doing like online services. So basically like zoom sessions, kind of like what I've been doing with teaching. Um, they've been doing like on Facebook live or whatever and having their sermons like over the internet. Nice. Yeah. And if you are a church goer and your church is still open, you can pray at home. It's okay. You know, Let's talk about this real quick because I was asking my parents if through their extended Adventist network or the family or whatever they're hearing through their various groups. And I want to ask you the same thing. Have you heard anything about 
people saying that this is going to spur into the Sunday law in any way and like how, you know, preventing people from assembling to worship is like, like this is the end times. Like are any Adventists drawing these conclusions? Because I have one person on my Facebook <laughs> that's sharing some wonky videos. Okay, so I can definitely see some like out there Adventist or even Christian. Well, I guess it would be Adventist if we're talking about Sunday law. Um, I could definitely see that happening, but I've made it my mission to block whoever necessary so that doesn't show up on my feed. And I don't have any friends that think that way either. So, (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you're like, I don't want diversity of thought. No, it's not that. If you're a flat earther, you're getting blocked. Um, Believing the earth is flat is more inconsequential than than some other uh, Christian beliefs out there. Gotcha. Yeah. Like the earth being flat is not salvational, you know, like what if it is though? Okay. Then (laughs) for what reason? I'm just saying, think about it. Uh, No, (laughs) I'm going to block you. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That would make this show more difficult. (laughs) I already tried to make it difficult. Oh, you do a great job. (laughs) Oh, Speaking of which, shout out to your dad, Mr. Dean Colvin. Ah, did he provide uh, you with some jokes? Yeah. So I put a shout out for the best your mama joke last week, and he linked in me at the most appropriate <laughs> spot for a, your mama joke. Like, And he was so excited to send it. He was like, your mama is so fat that she got arrested at the airport for all that crack. <laughs> <laughs> for 10 pounds of crack. Yeah. That's what it was. Because he, okay. he told it to me later. He was so proud. And then he sent me one. Your mama's so dumb. She <laughs> she went to the dentist to get a Bluetooth. <laughs> oh, that one's even better. Uh, that one's way better. Bluetooth baby. Yeah. Yite. Yite. Um, face of the West Coast. I got to tell you though, walking into work and having a LinkedIn your mama joke from your dad <laughs> waiting for me is kind of a. I kind of made my day. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wow, he's just <laughs> at work, like buzzing on coffee, listening to that Thursday morning podcast. Your mama's so fat. And I got to message people. No, nah, love it. He listens Wednesday night. That was my only submission, though. Uh, no other tots sent me yeah, any your mama jokes. I've noticed that. They don't they, they don't really. Uh, they, just, they just don't listen. <laughs> you, don't just, <laughs> you just like us to feed you, huh? You don't like any interaction. <laughs> We got to yeah. provide all the content, and this is this is what happens whenever you guys don't uh, interact back. Yeah, and we, we just ramble on. Yeah, you get to listen to nothing. Yeah, we should make them pay for it. Yeah, just screw yeah. all of you. <laughs> 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 we need to get a Patreon and yeah, well, yeah five gonna, bucks a month. We're gonna make this show for three really interested <laughs> listeners willing to freaking pay for hey, it. Hey. Three listeners that will pay 15 bucks a month is better <laughs> better than 20 you listen for free. Uh, we get a lot more than 20, but I will yeah. say, yo, like I feel like people are listening to the pod less without work in a weird way. Yeah, uh, no commute. Yeah. So let's talk about like nobody's able to date right now. I, I saw this girl that like... um. <laughs> she literally went on a Zoom date with a guy <laughs> from Hinge and he ghosted her. <laughs> Ouch. He didn't even meet this broad Dang. and he ghosted her on Zoom. Okay, so for those that don't know, Hinge is like a, a dating app, kind of like Tinder or Bumble. 
And so, yeah, they set up for like a virtual date <laughs> and he doesn't even show up to that. It's like, where is he? First of all, if you're like single and you're like trying to date a girl and she's like, I can't see you because of the yeah. virus. Would you really want to be with that girl? <laughs> like, Nah. Nah. <laughs> that ain't I'm me. asking though. <laughs> well, I, my question is, okay, let's say like you went on a first or second date right before coronavirus hits. And then you have all this passage of time. Do you like have to restart or rekindle? Or like, let's say you just became boyfriend and girlfriend after a couple of dates. Like, isn't isn't that weird that now you're isolated and you haven't been with them? Like, do you have to relearn each other or get to know each other? Make sure that this was a good idea. You know, I, I see all these memes about how labor and delivery is going to have to take over in nine months from mm. the virus. But really it's going to be after the virus like when the parks are back open when you can go to a bar oh yeah people are going to be longing for a touch okay <laughs> yeah. people are men and women okay like even the gay bars are shut down <laughs> down the street like i'm like what's holding the man back you know what i mean <laughs> like come on let's let's be real um <laughs> they can still get the virus <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> that's what's holding them back you can get a lot of things okay i'm just I'm saying that when people are free to socialize as normal again, I think that there's just going to be parties in the streets. It's going to be like sailors coming back home. You're just going to see men dipping women for that kiss, you know, <laughs> like they could have just laid eyes on each other or it could be after, you know, 15 Skype dates and finally they're able to lay eyes on each other for real. Mm. Not mean. Dang. Oh, true. Like what if the hey, build up? There's going to like, I bet a lot of people my... are going to be in love and. I bet in the next five to 10 years, there's going to be a lot of films like based on falling in love virtually because you can't uh, get to know each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, love is blind. So oh, to speak. yeah. Like, I mean, by the yeah, way, I saw I was, the trailer for that and I was like, if I started watching this, it would be a process. Like I would be all into this. Like, yeah. It was the most insane it, trailer I've ever it seen. Is, it is. And it's hard to describe because you can't describe it as like good television. Like, it is trash, but it's still very much entertaining. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that there's some insights gleaned yeah. through the process. So I might start that because, oh, thank God for Ozark. Oh, Ozark season three. I haven't started yet. I'm already done. Oh, yeah. Don't. Yo. Don't. Good? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, what did you expect? Like, that show is just so on point. Yeah. I love that show. I inhaled that. Um obviously tiger king tiger finish that that's right everybody's like that's been number one trending these memes going around were like carol baskin did it like yeah. proved me wrong she did dude i even had students texting me did you see that a sheriff opened a case on it really yes in florida Is he about to check them septic tanks he's about to check all over mm. um i just thought that was there's been multiple documentaries now that start the legal process like Arguably, the same thing happened to R. Kelly. Yeah. You know, the, the documentary really put pressure on things, and that's when the authorities <laughs> really started, like, oh, they, uh, what's the word? Um, what is a grand jury return? An indictment. Oh, there you go. Um, I retweeted today. Uh, so TMZ tweeted out OJ Simpson convinced Carol Baskin killed her husband. <laughs> and then the quote tweet was, Finally, an expert has weighed in. OJ, OJ. I just love all... I've seen... There's so many t-shirts and memes now. Like, 
I love when they put President Trump's face within <laughs> Joe Exotic's face, and yeah, it's just hilarious. Lightning in a bottle, man. It's just one of those things where everybody's home. It's kind of like I think we talked last pod about like whenever Bird Box came out. It's just because everybody was home during Christmas. Um, I say no Christmas, buddy. It's not, but everybody's home with nothing better to do. Well, I mean, I don't know. It sucks because a lot of us still have like really a lot of remote work and like goals and yeah. quarterly rocks that we're sprinting on. And it's just that you're doing it from home. And by the way, can't do anything else. Like nothing else is open. Yep. So everybody is just taking walks and, you know, but they're talking about shutting down the trails and the public parks uh, completely moving forward. And I see like, I see cops just stationed around, Yeah. you know? Yeah, my folks live out in the country, so I can still stroll in the backwoods. You're lucky. Yeah. I bet I bet they all call it the Chinese virus down there. <laughs> I don't talk to anybody in my neighborhood, so I don't even get gas right by my house. Wow. Are you a bigot towards those types of people? Just Are you a bigot towards bigots? Okay. I will say this. I was being a little facetious. I don't fill up there often. I did fill up there over the weekend, maybe on Friday. And I walked in um, to pay for the gas. And this dude, this old white man had uh, his speakerphone on and he answers the call. And the person on the other end is telling him that he tried to commit suicide last night and that he tried overdosing on pills and it didn't work. And the guy, the guy that's in the gas station with me is like, not, I don't know, man. It's, it, he was not very comforting to that person. He wasn't phased. Like it, he just didn't, I don't know. He was probably like a guy's guy. Like he didn't really know like how to, how to give love. He's like, you want me to come over and shoot you? No, he didn't <laughs> offer to come over or anything. He was just like, oh man, well, you know, life is crazy and like just not, not good. And then he finally fumbled and like took it off speaker. So I didn't really get to hear what happened, but whenever he hung up, he started like cursing, like, what the hell is he doing? And, you know, different. It, yeah, he just was not. Uh, he like, wasn't a guidance counselor. Yeah. If I ever dealt with anything like that, like I would <laughs> like and called someone and got that reaction. <laughs> you know, you, you might go again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if that's the person you call <laughs> and they give you that kind of reaction. Well, oh, man. Uh, there's so many things I want to say, but <laughs> I mean, just don't cuss. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot worse things that I could do than swear at times. I know, you know, I know. like sometimes reviewing a a viewpoint that I have or <laughs> an outlook might be far more damning than mm. saying the word. Well, damn. we still got a lot of show left, so <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> I mean, just like sorry about your botched attempt, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I mean. Teach their own. I, I never want people to uh, self-harm, you know, and mm-hmm. I've I've had friends that have approached me with, you know, their desire for self-harm. And, you know, you definitely treat those situations as a little bit different because um, you just you want everybody in your life and you want. But you also want everybody's life to be something that's worth living in their own head. And that's really what matters because they're seen out of their two eyes. Mm. So in some ways. I'm just warped, man, because sometimes, and again, if you're listening to this, I shouldn't even go in this direction. I'm just saying like, you know, for some people, if they're in a better place, if they're in a better place of peace, like 
we should just abide by that. I don't know. Hmm. I'm just saying, like, it's not our choice, ultimately. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And um, I, the botched attempts are when things get real weird, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, you mean in terms of, like, how hard did you try? Or, like, what do you mean gets weird? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, okay. Just all those things. Yeah. like Or, was, like, was it attention Was this seeking? a cry for help? Was this attention seeking? Like, if you have six failed suicide attempts, like, are you really trying to commit suicide? Yeah. It's a question that I have. Yeah. You know? Um, That's valid. I, and I would say more often than not, it probably is to get that attention. Wow. What? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much Six we're attempts? able to weigh in on this because yeah. I've had people incredibly close to me that have taken their own lives. Yeah. And, um, you know, as a global thing, right before they do it, they're never happier. Right. You know, once they make that decision, they just have this sense of peace. And um, it's an interesting thing. They, It's like, it's almost like steps seven through 12 of AA or something like they're making peace with people. They're, mm-hmm. they're saying goodbyes to you in ways that you can't perceive per se. And it yeah. just comes out as like love and affection and you know, rekindling things. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it's a terrible thing, but we're, you know, we're talking about this economic depression that we're going into right now. And I've seen all these different figures, you know, they, they passed the $2 trillion stimulus bill last week while we were on air. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to be really helpful because a lot of small, basically all small businesses with less than 500 employees are going to get to borrow two and a half times their employee payroll for two months. Yeah. So if you spend $50,000 on, you know, payroll each month, you get a hundred. Well, no, you would get a hundred for the two months. Okay. Two and a half times. So like you get $250,000 or something like that. Yeah. And if you retain all those employees and just keep trucking like normal and keep paying them, mm-hmm. then the loan is forgiven. So it's just like, here's money. Yeah. So like everybody's company is doing that under 500 employees. I think I saw something like uh, if you're retired and you you don't file for taxes, then you're not going to be able to get any of that. But then again, like, is it because you're already getting money or? Well, you if you're retired and you're not paying taxes, yeah, are you yeah. a small business? No. Then why are we comparing? Oh, I guess. Okay. Sorry. I, I guess I missed the part where you said it was just small businesses. That was my bad. Yeah. Because we're not just like paying ourselves to be ourselves. Yeah, but then the stimulus package. Yeah, and I totally get what you're saying. But. <laughs> right. I'm just making fun of you. <laughs> That's fair. No, but what what was your point? Like, I don't know. You I were think, making I a valid point. Answered. You were just comparing it against something that yeah, yeah. I was taking exception with. But retirees that are not paying into the system, they're not, they don't have income from a, a W-2 job. Yeah. They're not going to get financial relief. Is that what you're right, saying? Right, right, right. I guess not. I don't know. I know that if you make up to a certain point, you're getting 1200. And if you make up to 99, you're getting, I don't even think it was documented or something. Was it 900? Uh, yeah, there was like a talent. I'm 1200 gang. So (laughs) I stopped looking after that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Makes you want to, makes you want to have kids for the next 30 days. (laughs) You can guess 500 ahead. Um, no, but the whole point of going into that conversational spiel was that uh, people will 
take their own lives in economic downturns for yeah. sure. When everything that you've worked for for so long has been just evaporates or is gone. I don't know. I'm really reflective on life as a whole, given the fact that core infrastructure, like um, city government, uh, you know, instructional teachers, um, business, and even the news, even opinion, you know, hours mm-hmm. on the cable news networks, they can all take place from home via just these video chat tools. Right. And I'm like, it, it just makes you sit back. And when you kind of think about things in this really kind of weird yeah. way, like it's it, almost like seeing behind the curtain of everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, CNN used to be the ones that had the nice camera, but <laughs> now it's just all a Zoom or Cisco WebEx yeah. feed. Like, it's kind of disappointing in a weird way. Like I'm always disappointed when I get into the internal workings of something and realize that this doesn't come out of the big magic machine. Nah, like it's like shoddy get, work. You get products, you get concepts, even the way that um, a night like the Grammys comes together, for instance, mm-hmm. when you're seeing it on TV, you're like, wow, it came out of the big magic entertainment tube. <laughs> And then once you get, if you were a production assistant for the Grammys, you're like, oh no, there's no magic tube here. Like we're running around crazy. Like things aren't going according to plan. One of the realizations for me, sorry to rant here, but um, YC sent out an update to like all of the the network, basically all the alumni. Okay. And basically said that all of the interviews for the next summer batch are going to take place virtually via zoom, obviously, mm-hmm. and that the entirety of the batch might be handled remotely and that certain people had asked for that. And they said it couldn't be done. Yeah. Yeah. And they, well, actually YC really stood their ground on this because they said, if you've been looking for this remote opportunity, like if you're in a laboratory and can't leave or you're already post product market fit, and you have like employees and you have to be fulfilling and stuff like mm-hmm. this could be your one chance to get that remote class. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm thinking, OK, well, if I'm just getting access to online resources, like and I'm giving you a percentage of my company or something like that, like mm-hmm. the whole this whole institutional hierarchy is crumbling. It's a sham. Like Harvard is Harvard, Harvard, if it's just Harvard online. Right. Like. If you're not in the big old building and, you know, the film crew is like following you down the cobblestone path, you know, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, where you're absorbing. This is Harvard. We're at Harvard studying. What if you could be at Harvard in Dallas, Texas? Mm -hmm. Does anybody care about Harvard anymore? Loses its luster. That's what I'm battling with, I guess, internally. It's not like anybody's really brought it up to me, but I keep thinking of like just working at a private school, what's separating my school from a public school. Um, so, you know, at a private school, like I'm, I, I still on our zoom sessions start with worship before every class. And we're trying to still do a chapel this Friday for the first time. I don't know how that's going to work out, but we have somebody from uh, Southwestern coming in and, and doing our little devotional time with the kids. And um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, but I do like that. We're still, trying to set ourselves apart um from the other schools and you know I've, I've just in my classes i'm there the entire time instead of just assigning stuff on google classroom and and telling them to have at it like i'm still there and having discussions with them and everything so yeah hopefully hopefully it's it's setting them apart because you, you know if if we're at home for 
a lengthened period of time, like depending on how bad this gets, why would a why would a parent send their kids to a private school whenever they could be going to much a much cheaper school, you know? Oh yeah. If it's just access to online right. resources, then you could have your own worship at home. You could be yeah. like, hey, Jesus said this at home, yeah. you know, because it's not like they're going to be on a playground picking up the F word or, <laughs> you know, how sex happens or anything yeah. like that. Like that's all at home now. So yeah. man alive, man. Yeah, it's crazy. What's happening. But that's my problem. Like that's why like all of our institutions and the way that we do things is just We've never seen anything like this. This is crazy and it's frustrating. Yeah. And people are going stir crazy and like, what the heck? <laughs> like, what what's up with this no masks thing? Like, how did this happen? Dude, like, I'm kind of sick of hearing about even, this. I'm like, don't even get me ranting on that because the people that are, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> the people that are stealing those masks, they don't realize that a lot of the masks that they're taking don't even protect you from COVID because they're uh, just... Uh, droplet mask they don't actually like i guess the way that they are designed it doesn't even stop the covid molecules from escaping the mask so really they're just allowing other diseases to spread in hospitals because they don't have access to those masks because you you took them or bought them all and secondly the masks are to protect others from you not to protect you from others it's to where if you are sick to stop bacteria from spread or, or viruses or whatever from spreading to other people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. So we, people are just idiots. We all had it the other way around. Yeah. Um, but why don't hospitals have enough stuff? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't mean that flippantly. I know that we've got a lot of medical healthcare workers that listen to this and shout out to all of y'all on the front lines, like Kenny Collins, Alec McLaughlin, mm -hmm. Uh, Courtney Anderson. Anderson. I was like, I think she, her Twitter name was like her middle name. Um, you know, John's uh, fiance, Sarah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about who else. Like, who else? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, all the rest of y'all. Um, Heather, she's a dentist. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a copywriter. <laughs> um, and she's an ophthalmologist now, too. An eye Moving doctor. So, on. anyway, shout out to all y'all, but What's the deal with like... I think you're underestimating how many people actually like bought or took those masks. What do you mean took the... What do you mean stealing these masks? Like I mean, how, how exactly do hospitals that. not have like masks and supply chain for masks? Like I don't understand quite what the issue is. Like people keep saying like there's all these ventilators and masks that Trump won't give out. And it's like, is that really what's going on? Like that seems hard to believe. Like what would be the alternative? Okay. Like manufacturers manufacture masks and there's mm -hmm. probably billions of them and like all i keep hearing is that personal protective equipment is you know they, they are having to say oh maybe i should take lunch after my next surgery because i only want to have to take this ppe off once and yeah. not have to like keep shifting out and i'm like Ew. so i think another um i'm not saying the only reason but i remember like talking with brock when, whenever i was in colorado um and he was explaining that like a lot of the technology that they use is constantly being upgraded to begin with. So it's like you don't purchase a lot of these resources. You have enough to you know handle the amount of patients that you typically have, but you don't invest in a lot of it because it's just going to continue changing. 
So that would be one reason, but and that's cool in normal times. But I guess the point is, is that this this crisis has been unfolding for more than a month. It, like on the medical and government radar, it's been going on for months already. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak on how long the turnover is for creating these masks. So why is Tesla like manufacturing masks and distributing ventilators? And like, I, I see all these people that are like, like uh, the my pillow guy is only manufacturing masks with like 75% of his production plant right now. And everybody hates him for some reason. And I'm just confused as to the world because you have all these people like I see Jack tweeting the government to say, we can help with direct payments to the unbanked population of America. And it's so scary when you get underneath the hood and you realize that, you know, people talk about capitalism, people talk about these big businesses and how bad they are and blah, blah, blah. And what we don't realize is that Amazon and like some of these people are like major backbones of American infrastructure, you know, like they have an indelible tie with the economy, with supply chains, with all of these different things, because the government isn't thinking up like, what products do we need that nobody makes, you know, like, you know, to a certain extent, military, militarily, they do. But the reason why technology progresses and things like that, like AI and all these different items is largely due to warfare in the first place. It's like, you know, trying to self-preserve is what leads the charge on like new nuclear findings and all of these different things. And it's just crazy that on the preventative medical side, we're just woefully unprepared. It's kind of sickening. It's kind of disheartening. Um, and it's just so funny that us big bad humans, like we own the world. Look at how tall our buildings are. And like, meanwhile, we're like, don't go outside because there's a sickness and we're all dying. Like, yeah. we're so silly. <laughs> <laughs> we're just silly gooses just dying out here. Like, this yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Do you get my drift with that at all? No, I get what you're like, saying. We think we're so cool. And I just don't know. Yeah, I, and I totally agree with that. Like, it is silly. I I cannot c- combat or argue against that because I I don't work in the medical field and I don't have the information to, to back up, you know, more stuff. So. At, at the same time, at every other point in human history, when something was a plague, you know, they were just like, oh, the the gods are threatening us. They're They're smiting us with a plague or... They sent this and blah, blah, blah. We we must have been sinful. And you got to think about how precious we are as humans that, you know, we're able to develop these technologies and these findings and learnings that we're able to mitigate things like this. Like, think about the communication chain that had to occur for this to get on everyone's radar for us to have closures for us to like like at any other point in history this would have killed all of us yeah and now like what does that say about a god and salvation in many ways because you know we're everything is supposed to be left in god's hands to a certain extent but is it not noteworthy that as flawed as we are the progress that we see like is this a part of evolution like our understanding, we were writing on stone a thousand years ago, like this crazy rapid progression of what we're capable of. We're able to see molecules that are so tiny, they're escaping a mask and develop solutions to combat that while meanwhile mitigating this because we want to keep going. Like 
this is the part where I could start crying like, and have a pity party for us. Like, why were we put here? Like, what's yeah. the big test? It's like you're sending diseases and this crazy stuff our way. And meanwhile, we're just trying to make it through and make it forward and preserve ourselves. And in some ways, it's kind of like this righteous indignation that I have where it's like, you know, it's frustrating because I'm like, look at our resolve. Like, look at look at how far we've come with our ability to detect and monitor and defeat mm-hmm. and just how much we're trying to optimize all these different areas of life. Like, is that commendable? Is our progress as a species part of this? Like, of course it's commendable. Why is, um, are we responsible for our own delivery or salvation? Do we, yeah. do, do we salvate ourselves? Do we attain salvation by using the tools that have been given to us in this flawed system to adapt and develop and evolve, you know, things even outside of ourselves like technology that will one day, what if we can bend gravity? What if we can use gravity and bend space and time and go to other places? Is salvation the same on the moon as it is on earth? Is it the same on Jupiter? Like, do you believe in Jesus on Jupiter? Did he die for you on Jupiter? Did he die on Jupiter? Or did he die on Earth? Does it matter? Oh, this is this, this is, is the part where you say something back to me. Okay. Um Did he die on Jupiter? No. Does that all sound nuts? I mean, I get where you're you're going with it, but I mean, we can speculate. I don't I don't have any of those answers if you're wanting an answer right now. <laughs> I'm wondering your do I opinion. do I think it's commendable that we've made so many advances in technology and we've been able to save lives and we keep persevering through hardships? Sure. Of course that's commendable. Why would it not be? Like we've always been a lustful, slothful, indulgent species. Like we get fat, we have wandering eyes, we covet our neighbors' wives, we steal, we lie, we rob, we cheat, we're violent, we kill each other. Um, and we're terrible and we always have been and we always will, but is it not weird to you that in the last two to 4,000 years of recorded history, we've gone from wearing loincloths to launching rockets into space with people on them? Like, what is that? What is that? Like, why is it that we're and humanity? Right. But what is that? What is going on? Where does it end? Where are we going to? Like at the point that if we keep progressing at this exponential rate, like how quick until we find definitive answers as to everything that's going on, why we're here? Like, is that possible? Um, I'm just saying like we were in covered wagons 150 years ago. Yeah. So what specifically are you asking? Like, are we going to be able to find out if there's, are we going to be able to find God before he finds us? Or like, I, I don't, that that's a great way to put it in some ways. Um, are we going to be able to find the beans from these other worlds prior to being introduced to them by way of heaven first or something like that? Like, where does this end? If we're launching men to the moon and women, <laughs> and monkeys, and Teslas. Mm-hmm. If we're doing all that, if we can map every corner of the Earth with satellite 
imagery, if we're learning how to speed up, you know, propulsion to the extent that we can make it to a Jupiter, to a Saturn, you know, Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos are two of the most affluent men in modern history. Jeff Bezos is the richest man of all time in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, maybe not of all time, but um, they are both firmly of the opinion that we should colonize other planets. I'm just saying the implications of that are so far reaching to me based on the finite like worldview that I was presented in certain ways. It it's staggering because like, did we beat the game the minute we left this world? You know, I've always argued that that did we beat the game? You know, how is it that I just don't get it, man. When they crucified Jesus, they were riding around on donkeys and we're sending men out of the world that he died in. Yeah. But then whenever you talk about God, if you're a creationist, you would understand that God also created our solar system and the universe. So he created Jupiter. And to me, I feel like he will unveil himself whenever he sees fit. Like, I don't think we're going to find him before he finds us. So is he the god of the other worlds then, or the other He's solar the systems? Every, every, the, the universe, everything that exists. Right, but there's infinite universes. Yes, and he is infinite. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's a lot to mull over in these times. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely start thinking more about your humanity. Um, I was reading the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis with my seniors today, and... Um, this book was written, I believe, during, or at least the topic at hand in our readings from letter four, discusses World War II. And if you're unfamiliar with the screw tape letters, it's about two demons. Um, one of them is the uncle of the other. And so you have screw tape the uncle writing these letters to his nephew. Um, what is it, Wormwood? And um, it's, it's how the enemy, a.k.a. God, um, is trying to, you know, get rid of their plans and everything. Um, and it's so basically writing these letters and how they can get their human away from God. Okay. So you can imagine each human, just like, you know, Christians believe we have a guardian angel in this book, like everybody has a, a demon assigned to them. And, um, anyway, screw tape is talking about world war two and how the war can actually be really bad for these demons because then they begin thinking about their mortality. Um, they'd much rather like Satan would much rather be dealing with somebody in a nursing home where, you know, all the nurses or medical professionals are kind of, um, being nice to them and saying, Oh no, like everything's great. Everything's fine. And like just being sweet until you pass. And, um, but during war, you know, that tomorrow's not promised. And so you begin thinking more about your mortality and the fact that you're going to be dying soon. Uh, or at least you have that possibility. And so you start thinking like, is there a God? And perhaps you start praying more and um, you form a better relationship with God rather than the person in a nursing home who's just chilling. And, you know, they don't really expect to die tomorrow, even though they know it's on the horizon. (laughs) But I just thought, I mean, that's like, I think that's been all throughout history as we begin thinking more about God and spirituality or the lack thereof. Um, 
at, at times where we face hardships or we're reminded that we are finite. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think I definitely believe in like a, a creationist type point of view. I don't know if it happened in the exact way that I understand it per se or that yeah, I don't in think... some ways I have more faith that there's a God than the fact that I will ever come face to face with said God. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what happens, you know, yeah. um, I don't know if it's exactly the way I think it you'd be an absolute idiot to not think that something is running this something's something so yeah something's up like yeah. this, this didn't explode out of a pinhead you know right um like you go look at a, a beautiful landscape with a waterfall and you're like yeah, like yeah there's all these ecosystems and it's a humbling experience when you think about just how mortal we are and yeah. this is such a reminder of that that you know um and, and just how this the the idea of human extinction is such a far it's such a far out there thought for most of us. Mm-hmm. And yet ultimately the way that we're wired is all about not going extinct. Yeah. It's all about not going extinct. Like just like every other species, you know, the way that we breathe, the way that we're wired, the way that men are like crazy from 15 to 30 and you know, they want to procreate with everybody and like women want stability to procreate and like all these I'm not talking about anything sexist or anything here. I'm saying like biologically we have certain inclinations and it's all in an effort to make sure we don't go extinct. Yeah. Like that's, that's how everything was set up to begin with. And it's almost like some of those things we have to battle from a morality standpoint to manage in a healthy way. Um, as we pro like, as we don't go extinct, but also progress what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just so incredible that we've gone from like, picking berries up off the ground to like, you know, we've got all these things flying around delivering things to us and we're able to see micro droplets that are going to go through a mask and we have the fortitude and foresight to shut down the world for a period of time. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it's incredible in certain ways. Yeah. It goes to show the resolve of mankind in that, you know, a lot of us talk about wanting to, I know you and I have talked about wanting to leave everything better than, than we found it. And I, I think that's kind of been the mindset of many generations before us. And that's, you know, why there's been so many technological uh, advancements in our, in, you know, this country alone and worldwide. Um, But I would also say, like, even biblical scholars, they don't know everything and they're going to be wrong about a lot of things as well. So I don't think it's any uh, sweat off your back, you know, like, yeah. Nobody has all the answers. I'm not trying to throw any shade at any belief system or anything. I'm just saying, like, I want to know already. You know? Yeah, but like, you, I'm, I'm you talk about, like, beating the game. Isn't it? Isn't the fun in kind of not knowing and just, like, and just going through life and learning a little bit here and there and, and you know, forming these ideas as we kind of go along? Yeah. No, there's a lot of benefits to I feel, that. Yeah, I feel like it gives us more of a purpose. But, you know, it's, it's like that movie click where it's like he can fast forward through certain sections of his life like i would never want that power because i would use it poorly and if if i could press the button where it's like want to see how it's all made i'd be like ding 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 um and i'd probably (laughs) ruin myself yeah and probably be like oh no (laughs) i don't know i once i've learned how something has worked typically i'm disappointed by it initially at all stages in life but um no i feel you man it's a 
it's a good viewpoint to balance me out. Like we're definitely coming at this from different vantage points. And yeah. um, let's get a third vantage point. You want to go to the phones? Yes. All right. Shout out Heston. Introducing Mr. Heston Williams, founder of Flybox IO, to the weekly catch up podcast. All right. Hey, Carson, Brad, Tots, and Bots. This is Heston. I can be found on Twitter at Heston83. That's H-E-S-T-O-N numbers 83. All right. So before we get into this, I just want to say thanks to Carson and Brad for putting on such a great show. I appreciate it. I'm excited every time I get the notification that a new episode of the weekly catch-up is out. So um, follow my lead here. Give them a subscribe on whatever platform you consume this podcast. I'm sure they would uh, really appreciate that. Okay, so I just want to say uh, that before we get into the meat of of this conversation, which is going to be about coronavirus markets, things uh, of that nature, I want to remind you to be sure that you're consuming reliable information from credible sources. I am not a doctor, epidemiologist, statistician, etc. I'm just a business person who loves learning, exponential growth, and compounding interest. And um, you know, exponential growth is similar to interest rates in some ways. And I believe that most people don't really understand how quickly exponents and rapidly compounding interest can produce large numbers. And that is evident in our na- nation's growth of credit card debt and student loan debt, unfortunately. Um, so speaking of Corona, because of the rapid doubling rate, whose precise figure seems to be somewhat of a moving target, we're experiencing exponential growth worldwide. And that means that you under no circumstances can afford to ignore this trend. Viruses don't care about your political affiliations or religious beliefs. If you ignore the call for social distancing, then you're likely to become a contributor to the problem within a few weeks. What's worse is the fact that you could transmit this to your parents, grandparents, or other immunocompromised people. Um, and, and it really is life and death for them. So please be cognizant of that fact. And even if you don't necessarily believe some of the information that's out there, uh, please do the rest of us a favor. Have a little bit of empathy and make sure that you uh, you participate in these social distancing um, uh, orders that have been put out. So let's talk about preparation and being sensible with your preparation. I think that the difference between just paranoia and preparation is simply an understanding of Maslow's hierarchy. If you're not familiar with Maslow's hierarchy, just Google it. You'll find tons of information. And it's really interesting. Um, so what I'm what I'm saying is that I think that people should always be prepared for group behavior brought on by one brought on by some event that causes that group to shift one level down on Maslow's hierarchy and uh, in the behavior that will be brought on by that shift. Um, It may not affect every single person independently. It may not uh, affect them all the same, and everybody will have different reactions to it. But the group behavior will be pretty predictable. Um, So I encourage you to check out Maslow's hierarchy and think about uh, what kinds of group behavior might be brought about by shifting one level down on that hierarchy and how you think that you should reasonably prepare for that. You don't need to cash out your 401ks and go buy out the entire Sam's Club of toilet paper. Um, you don't need to go buy all the guns and ammo in the gun store. Okay, That's just, that's just, um, that's paranoia. So I encourage you to read about that information. Think critically about it, uh, about that and all information that you consume. Do your part and please stop hoarding the toilet paper. That makes it hard on everybody. 
Um, so regarding the markets, this could go any number of ways. There was a rally, uh, I think it was this, this, this last week, that some pundits claim is a return to bull markets. Um, they did the same thing, pundits did the same thing, made the same call during the beginnings of the crash of 1929. And that crash just wiped 90% of the market cap off the table in a very quick way. Now, am I saying that this is the beginning of a 90% loss of market cap? No, but it certainly could be. And that means that if the market crashes 80% tomorrow and you buy in thinking that that's the bottom, then you're going to lose 50% of your value before that market actually stops its crash and begins to correct. So don't try to pick the bottom. You probably won't hit it. This is not a challenge. Just make sure that you're buying value, not price, and holding for the long term. Of course, I have to say this is not financial advice. It's just my own personal strategy, and it works for me, and I love it. Um, all right, Brad, Carson, Tots, and Bots, that's it for now. Please stay safe and healthy out there. Do not forget to subscribe to the weekly podcast or the weekly catch-up podcast. Sorry, guys. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Heston83. Again, that's H-E-S-T-O-N-83. Be happy to chat with you and expand on any ideas that I've shared here. And I uh, look forward to hearing this episode and um, perhaps chatting with the guys again at a future date. All right. Bye. Immunocompromised. That's right. Im- immunocom- immunocompromised. Immunicado. <laughs> Immunicado. Investigative. 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 Yeah. Well, thanks for the bulls and bears of the market with Heston Williams. Right. Boy, I hope you tots and bots got a lot of good information out of that. He's a he's a deep dude, man. Smart dude. Yeah. Does a lot of reading. Well, he's a weird hybrid. You know, he was a you know he was a geology major because he was also a pilot that wanted to study rare earth and minerals and all of this stuff because he grew up in the oil oil field you Mm -hmm. know like he's literally running around in a plane surveying different things and doing business deals and like calculating roi and like making investments like kind of a strange renaissance man yeah um yeah shout out to heston for that uh great information so what did you take from that um he definitely wants us to social distance yes so Easy to say when you're in Red River, New Mexico, <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I think he has some points. Like, I mean, if you're going to play the stock market, don't freak out when it does this, you know, mm-hmm. like we, we did return to 21,000 and it's been down kind of over the last week and two weeks, but yeah. overall, like we still haven't dipped into, like we have some of the Trump presidency gains back, Yeah, you know, so it's still up versus what it was, but, um, I agree with that viewpoint. For sure. Yeah, and I I just agree with him as far as um, you know, whenever he's talking about the the everybody panicking and and buying out like all the you know he was talking about all the boil, uh, bullets and toilet paper and all that stuff because I completely agree that it's not like we have a shortage of these things. It's just that you're buying all that your store has at this moment because they don't typically have to sell that much. Like there's not a shortage of supply. It was interesting how he's talking about like social patterns or uh, copying what was the term that he was using where you can group behavior yeah how you can be a you can be the person you can be the one that you know models a new behavior that other groups represent but his point about shifting one rung down on maslow's hierarchy Mm -hmm. is also interesting because do you know the labels i i know that 
it's basically like you if you fear for your immediate safety is at the very bottom like yeah, predators so food chains so we'll start from the top to bottom you have self actualization which is uh like the desire to become the most that you could be and then below that you have esteem which is like uh respect self esteem your status recognition strength all that then you have love and belonging which is like friendship uh, you know, your intimacy with others, your family. Um, then you have safety needs, which is personal security and employment resources, your health, property. And then you have uh, physiological needs, which is air, water, food, like basically all the, the needs that you actually have to take in to survive. Yo, I spend 20 hours a day in the top of the pyramid in self-actualization, so I'm a spoiled brat. <laughs> I'm like, am I going to be significant? What's the point of all this? What does God think about it? Who is God? Like, yeah. I'm such a crybaby, and really, I need to shift down to, like, loving my family. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's me. Like, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, that's me, but there are other things that I should be focusing on. Um, but it's funny how, like, you really can't, you can't expect anybody to have that perfect relationship with a spouse or loved one if they can't make a rent payment you know what i mean yeah. like there are it's funny how you have to build an effective life and how it isn't it so weird that our spirits like we have these brains and these spirits these emotional spirits that you know yeah. are who you are but in between your two ears <laughs> um and yet so much of what we have to do in this life is just maintenance of like we need to make enough money to have a house that can shelter our bodies yeah from the elements like so much of our time is spent not on our core essence but on it's like you have to start from the exterior like it's better to, it's easier to have mental health proper mental health if you have yeah. proper physical health right um so it, it's funny how it's just backwards man it <laughs> I'm, is. I'm mad again <laughs> uh whenever you were talking about like the you know it's it's hard to be like loving to your spouse or whatever whenever you have all those issues I, i'm getting some feedback on twitter and like some people are at, adding me i think a little offended because today uh this morning i had tweeted out uh some of y'all are really struggling with the thought of spending more time with a, a person you chose i was like yikes and uh, I, I saw that and i was like whoa bold tweet well i honestly i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of people like posting on social media just like oh i gotta get out of the house or like i i I've spent too much time here with like my kids and my family. It's like, we all need uh, personal time. Like we all, yeah, we we, do. but just the way that they're talking and it doesn't, e it's not even like in a joking way. It's in like a more critical or harsh way, kind of just them uh, venting. And I'm just like, dude, like I hate these I'm, humble I'm brags from people like you that are in love. Like, wow. Y'all not enjoying time with the one you chose? And it's like, I, I mean, <laughs> I, listen, I'll brag about that all I want because I took a lot of time for myself to find somebody that I'm very comfortable with and can live with without getting angry at. You, you guys living together? Is she here? Uh, did I see moving yeah, we, pictures? She, we're not living together, but she did move back in with her parents. Oh, so, okay. I was going to ask if she'd gotten her own apartment or when uh, is she starting at Cook's? Uh, on the 13th. Nice. Great time to be starting, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, kids don't die. Actually, a 13-year-old kid died in London yesterday. So, yeah. you know, maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, she doesn't work in the ER or anything. So unless they come for a different reason and they end up having coronavirus, she's not really going to be dealing with it. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So the 13th. Okay. Wow. That yeah. all happens so quick, man. Yeah, man. That's just crazy.
I'm super glad that she's at Cooks and not Hughley. Yeah, me to too. To be honest. Me too. I think it's just a better career opportunity for her with more legs. Yeah, John hit me up because uh, he saw that um, I had posted her announcement of going to Cooks on Instagram. And um, he's like, oh, she has to go meet Sarah. So hopefully they can they can introduce themselves to each other. Cause nice. Yeah, I, I like John and Sarah. They're good people. <laughs> well, all of y'all have a bunch of fun over there on the west side of Funky Town. That's right. Fort Worth. Enjoy that. Now that he's a North Richland Hills dweller. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's too funny. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm not going back to that. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, come across better than or anything. But oh like, no, like you made your you made those decisions. <laughs> You're like, it's my Twitter. I'll tweet what I want. <laughs> That too. Like, I mean, I, I have love no love, and I don't care who knows about it. <laughs> that too. Like, I don't care about any of those things. You're like Ron Burgundy coming yeah. back from lunch with Christina Applegate. Yeah. No, that's that's beautiful, man. And you, nobody deserves it more than you. Nobody uh-huh. deserves that L O V E more than <laughs> B R A D. Oh wow! So that was, that was good. Super excited about everything. Yeah, man. And so uh, let's see. That's what? dope. Um, why did we get on her? We were just talking. Oh, because I was I was talking about the people that um, you can't stand to live with, even though you chose. Oh them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I hear some chatter on the golf course over the weekends. Um, what, it was funny this last weekend. A bunch of guys out on the course were just like, "Man, all I want to do is be able to go back to work and like things be normal, like get out of this house." Like, yeah. you know, for a man, you know, it sucks. Like, if you're not working, if you can't provide like if you're not getting that return on energy and knowing that you put in a good day's work like that's defeating dude oh yeah no doubt and i know that that can cause issues in and of themselves i think what i was more referring to is just like oh now you're actually seeing like the personality of your loved one (laughs) like you've spent so much time away and now you're just like hanging out with them again i know i wonder who all will like break up as a result of <laughs> yeah, COVID. Dude. like people, I, people I, keep talking about all the babies that are going to be born i'm like how many divorces are going to happen after this oh for sure yeah and i do think that there's going to be a baby boom after too oh yeah it's yeah. just going to be a different type yeah um but I, I think that the minute i saw one girl tweet uh she was like the minute this is all over i'm gonna french kiss every single one of my friends for 45 seconds or something <laughs> like that oh yeah and um she tagged a bunch of girls oh. so a little twist there <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so uh something to look forward to yeah, the, lis- the listeners just tuned back in <laughs> yeah they're like whoa wait <laughs> what was that twitter handle <laughs> Uh, oh that twitter handle was at humble brad <laughs> no stay no, away i'm playing i'm locked down <laughs> anything else on netflix besides love is blind and ozark and um, what else was taking up your time uh tiger king but tiger king yeah let's see what else is there what else i feel like there was something else i was supposed to start because oh now dude is the big drop. um there's this show called uh where is it hold on i gotta go back to my recently watched the show is crazy. The Stranger. The Stranger Wait, is a wild show. Show me that. Show me that. That second one. Um, let me. Did I see? This so one? the Stranger is like with all these. Uh, I think they're like British actors, like across the pond. But oh, I can't do these foreign ones. No. Uh, well, I mean, it's fine. They just have a little accent. Yeah, but dude, no. it's crazy. Twist after twist. If if you're into like mystery type thriller stuff, um. The Stranger. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Stranger. 
Yeah. Hey, you want a today's must heard? Yeah. Okay. Give it to the ketchup tots. All right, gang. Here's today's must heard. You know Zantac? <laughs> you heard of it? Uh, yeah, like a medicine? Like yeah, a Zantac. Or um, Zantac. Zantac. Well, if you've been taking Zantac, uh, you should stop because studies show that it could lead to cancer. So oh, snap. Guess we're all going to die someday, huh? That's right. If the corona ain't going to get you, Zantac's working slowly. I love how all the medicines that we all love to take, all the pills that we love are like, oh, by the way, it's going to kill you. It's like, great, cool, yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, Zantac is like for uh, treatment of like ulcers in the stomach, um, but apparently it causes something else. Good to know. Yeah, so stay away from Zantac, folks. Also... Takashi 69 we've talked about yeah, him before. I saw that today. He's <laughs> yeah. about to get sprung, right? Homie, homie, yeah, uh, the court or the government approved it. Now it's just like the judge has to. Uh-oh, Jim yeah. Jones is like in the crib getting that trigger finger ready. Yeah, so Takashi 69 we've talked about him before. He got locked up for racketeering a and a bunch man. of other stuff. And he wasn't supposed to get out until I think August, but he pled uh, to be released early due to the coronavirus and saying that he's susceptible to that virus because people have been catching it in prison. He's like, I'm already so ill as it is. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, yeah, that, that little creeper is... <laughs> yeah, man. You think he'll be hot post-COVID? Post-jail? Um, who's? I don't know at this point. I keep going back and forth. I think How quickly until you think he gets murked? <laughs> until he gets murked? Yeah. I, I mean... A lot has happened in 2020, and we're barely in April, so... Dude, it's insane. Yeah, I, I think that that could be a headline by the end of the year. Feels like he was just going into the pen. When did he go in? Um, Maybe August? Goodness gracious, man. Yeah. Things didn't used to happen this quick. Nah. Oh, man. That's he, what happens whenever you snitch. He's gonna get murked, man. Like, he told on everybody. Yeah, he's got, he made a lot of enemies... Oh, man, we're about to find out how all these rappers are not that hard whenever they don't murk him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I would have shot him up, but social distancing. Like, I love. I got a Glock that that I can shoot from six feet away. Yeah, I love how in Fifi he's like, uh, what is he saying? Like, they always bragging about their, or no, they're always talking about killing, but I really do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, oh. it, it, he's kind of a blue face in that it doesn't quite always rhyme, but then it's like so yeah. hard what he said that you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like sometimes it doesn't rhyme or it's just off, way off beat. Like he doesn't follow the the meters of the that's, song. That's the new thing, man. That's ah, sloppy. Oh, dude, have you been, I, you probably haven't, but on Instagram, <laughs> a lot of DJs and like R&B singers have DJ been. DJ D-Nice. Have been doing, yeah, so you do know. Yeah, man. You think I'm... What, who do you think I am? Oh, no. I thought you were just like crunching the numbers. Oh, <laughs> whatever. You're like, oh, time to tune into white Instagram. <laughs> oh, I love my white feed. <laughs> Is that what you think of me? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Look at that flowchart like, joke. Oh, wow. The Dow Jones. <laughs> <laughs> you... Oh, I'm You butthole. <laughs> man, I'm in the culture, son. Yeah, man. All of these DJs have been like DJ battling on Instagram Live. It's been awesome. I saw the one where Michelle Obama came into the yeah, room. And, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm up on the culture. Okay. I'm pretty much like more masculine Ryan Seacrest over here. <laughs> uh, about the same. I'm like. Uh, about the same masculine. I'm like white Charlemagne. <laughs> no. 
and uh, and he's DJ feminine too. What are you talking about? What Charlemagne's mad feminine? Like he'll talk about like no, he's he's self aware. Uh, wait, what are you saying about me? I'll no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying it, no, I'm saying if you are comparing yourself to him, he's a feminine guy, and that's the argument. You're like trying to argue against that. Oh, he's not a feminine guy. Well, he's I'll tell you in some touch. Of, I'll tell you some of the. Uh, he, he might want to touch stuff. Wait, what are can... you about to tell me? What do I Dude, not know okay. about Charlemagne? Um, this is not about to get like super graphic or anything. I'm not going to use any language, but he had like a rapper or athlete on his uh, on his show, The Breakfast Club, and the dude was wearing like sweatpants, and you could see the outline of his junk. And apparently he was well endowed and Charlemagne's over here like, dude, like, yo, is that all you like? And then trying to ask him about his size. And then he's, what's the matter with that? And no. And then he's also been co- like complimenting dudes like on their uh, on their figures and stuff like that. I don't know. It's a little wait. I, I do that. Just just the way that he says it, though. I, you don't I'll say you it, if a good looking man or a good looking woman is walking down the street. Listen, Either way, I've, I've called men beautiful before. And you should. I so have I. I'm saying the way in which he says it is different. He's trying to get him some of that outline. Kinda. It would what? appear. Yeah, and I'm trust what? me, I am not the first person to say this. Like I've I've seen a trend in What? Uh, dude, now I've been derailed. I don't even know what I was gonna talk you about. You just next. told me Charlemagne is gay. <laughs> dude, I mean What? Doesn't he have kids? Listen to the way that he talks, bro. What? I've been listening to the way that he talked right. for years. Right. Anyway, I didn't know he was gay. What? He he may not be, buddy. You think he's bi? I I bet he. What's yeah. it like to be bi? <laughs> Couldn't tell you. <laughs> Man, I really have. I really don't know what I was about to talk about now. I had another thing lined up. Oh, another must heard. I don't know. It's fine. I didn't realize you, got, you were building into something. Yeah, man, I was on a roll there. Nothing. I've got nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No. I. I mean, what is there to talk about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's new on Netflix? Did you take eighteen walks today? Uh, you work remotely. You're still in. You're still in. Uh, is Zoom still a thing? <laughs> yeah. Scheduled my first team happy Zoom, hour. Zoom is getting sued. Nice. By who? Uh, I can't remember who, but they're saying that they leaked a lot of people's uh, information to Facebook. No way. Facebook has never done anything <laughs> wrong with data ever. Oh, though. no. I'm saying like nobody's surprised by that, but it you know, helps build a case. Huh. For what? They sold the data? I guess, yeah. Why would they do that when Facebook is trying to rival them with other streaming tools or like, I guess. I don't know. Maybe there's portal. some behind the stuff, behind the scenes stuff going on. Oh, you know what? They're going to sell to Facebook. Because Portal can only do it through WhatsApp and FaceTime. There you go. And Zoom is going to give them the ability to sell heart. Yeah. Mm. Zoom is like, Zoom is such an interesting situation. Yeah. Um, Have you seen all these Zoom bombings that have been happening where like people can programmatically just plug in the URL and a random 10 digit number? 10 digit number <laughs> immunocompromised 10 digit numbers yeah? 10 digit I'm like ah <laughs> yeah see 10 digit ah <laughs> 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 uh, I can't even swear when I get something wrong 10 uh, digit number <laughs> 10 digit number thank you enunciate um, <laughs> <laughs> we need to end the show soon son <laughs> um, 
but yeah, people are entering rooms and like doing racial epithets or like yeah, like swastikas everywhere. Yeah. yeah, what is going on? I don't know, man. But hopefully, none of my students learn how to do that. <laughs> wouldn't put a password. What? How to share their screen? <laughs> I wouldn't put a password to try to hack in and mess stuff up. Oh man. Well, it, it was funny the other day. Like we use our personal meeting rooms on Zoom all the time, so. If you've been in my meeting room once, <laughs> you might just be able to enter it again. Oh wow! Uh, and it was funny because I'll I'll slack my teammates and be like, "Hey, this Zoom," and they'll be like, "Yeah, that's where <laughs> we are." And the other day, I slacked over and I was like, "Hey, are we doing this on this person's Zoom?" And the other person goes, "Yeah, no, don't go in there right now." <laughs> She's like, "I just went in there. And there was like thirty business people in a very formal meeting. It was a totally different setting. Like, Whoa. it was not set up for our internal meeting. So that kind of stuff can happen and." Uh, if any of the tots have any stories, um, you know, feel free to send them our way. This is a test to see if any of you will do it. Yeah. <laughs> like what's been going on? What's up with the user engagement? How have, how have your lives changed? Yeah. I want to hear about it. Let's let's, I want to be able to tell one of your stories. Do you feel like like Instagram posts are down and like people out doing cool things that have real time sh- photo sharing like it's Dude, just a people, bunch of like people are just throwing like throwback thursdays bro like yeah how many times am i gonna see a different like the same photo but filtered differently yo when i see you out on a hashtag tbt i like do a double take and i scroll <laughs> back up and i'm like are they doing that right now where is that happening <laughs> yeah, i want to do was that this last thursday <laughs> yeah <laughs> better not this better be a, this better be an 06 i'm like nobody better be having fun without me right now That's right <laughs> or why wasn't i invited if somewhere is open if you're having a pool party and i'm not there what's going on that's right yeah if you have a cabin in the woods and have wi-fi i can teach my class from there yeah seriously like i want to get out of town and just go and man why is airbnb so down when we should really be going to these exotic joints and like mm. working from home and then walking out into the woods at night yeah i feel that all right man uh, let's just get out of here. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I guess I guess we've kind of talked about all that's happening. I mean, that's it. Uh, yeah. I've been reading some great books. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that. Okay. Um, podcasts have been, JRE has been holding me down. You were claiming that people were not broadcasting. I don't know who you're listening to that's not broadcasting, but Fighter or, and the or, Kid. Or, no, well, I meant more broadcasting from home and like having all of their staff and everybody staying away. Hmm. Like what? What show? Dude, like Conan, Joe Budden's not, they're not recording anymore, but that could be more of like a Spotify, like they're telling them to stop. But um, I'm glad nobody could tell us to stop. Yeah, we don't care about w- PR. Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah. Well, isn't it going to be great when we both get COVID together? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be awesome. We can do like a, <laughs> this is the weekly catch up. Here's today's mustard. We're, we're splitting a ventilator. <laughs> wow, we're. <laughs> We're gonna get so much blowback. Yeah, for I immediately. It's so funny re- how I immediately regret that. <laughs> I like, like that. Hey, you don't you don't need to tell us that you're angry with us for that. Like we we already apologize. Yeah, if you're angry, uh, I love how Louis C.K. would be like, "Here's what you're gonna do if you're angered by any of this. You're just gonna go home and then you're gonna kill yourself." <laughs> yep. Well, I'm not I'm not saying that either. <laughs> that feel like yeah, feel like not- that's not helping the situation. So. We're just trying to have some. This is yeah, the first so time I I've apologize seen and Carson doubled down. Hey, I I said something that a disgraced comedian said, and we don't yeah. support his behavior. Not or what at he all. Stands for no. But what he said that one time was funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's so as that was as that was in poor taste, guys. You know. So anyway, shout out to all of y'all. Shout out to all the medical people out there. Yeah. Shout shouts. out to everybody with um, 
honestly, uh, lost lost family members or friends. I know that that is occurring, and that that's just awful. Um, you know, my only hope would be that most of the folks have lived long, healthy lives. But I know that that's not always been the case, and that is increasingly becoming it's becoming a more um, irrespective of your age situation. Yeah. Um, we talked about the thirteen year old boy in London. Uh, we got to see what kind of underlying conditions were occurring there. But bottom line. This is no respecter of persons or location or creed or religion or anything. Nope. And there's community transfer. Everyone should stay home, shelter in place, do your part. Don't be touching stuff. Um, but at the same time, I'm just not going to be that person that is constantly lecturing you about it. Yeah. You know, I find that to be very annoying. Yeah. I just wish that we could all hold hands in a field again. Yep. Can't wait to give you all hugs. Yeah, seriously. All right, y'all. Uh, you got um, any shout outs, I guess? So last week I gave a shout out to Cameron Burks, my old roommate, just because I felt like, you know, he still listens. And he actually text, texted me and he's like, hey, I heard your shout out. So he's he is still listening. Dang, like, and current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, shout out, like actually shout out. Thank you for listening, Cameron. And I appreciate that. And shout out uh, Cameron. Yeah. Want to give a shout out to Heston for providing, you know, our second uh, what would second remote recording. Yeah, our little, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just cool having some of the listeners, you know, providing some of their outlooks on stuff. So we definitely appreciate Shout that. Shout out to Michael. I was talking to him this week and yeah. talking about how his appearance had, like, helped us iterate on the show and incorporate, like, he hadn't listened to the Brock episode yet, but I was telling mm-hmm. him about how uh, we just felt like maybe that could be a scalable way to keep everything low tech in terms of the two of us recording, but also incorporating friends in a digestible way. Yeah. Um, that kind of follows the show format and maybe take some of the pressure off us. But yeah. And I thought it was really cool. Like unprompted, like, you know, Michael Brock and Heston are all like kind of using our lingo and everything and calling everybody tots. And I thought that was group behavior. Yeah. Oh, group behavior. There you go. Um, you got anybody you want to th- throw shade to? Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done that in a while. Oh, man. <laughs> we got a lot of time left in. <laughs> yeah. I hate a lot of people. <laughs> um, well, and there you have it. <laughs> you want to know? I can get more specific. <laughs> uh, who do you hate? <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I don't think I have anybody at the moment. Probably just the selfish people taking, like, it hasn't really affected me, but just the people that are, you know, the stocking up on things that they shouldn't be um, is highly annoying. And especially having so many friends and my girlfriend working in the medical field, like hearing them talk about the masks and other equipment like uh, that. Yeah. It's just draining to, to hear all the complaints. And <laughs> uh, like, yeah. like can we stop talking about this for a little while. No, it, we should talk about it, but I wish that we weren't in a, I wish it never happened so we wouldn't be talking about it, but it definitely needs to be made known that this is happening. Anyway, I didn't mean to turn everything negative. I just thought it was funny. No, I mean, all the shade to so many folks. Um, Who else? Um, I mean, all the celebrities that are still self-involved and posting videos, you know, go, go jump off a very small bench and, you know... Yeah. Shut up. Go walk around in a crowded area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the original bat eater, you know, yeah, all shade, the shade. Bro. Hope it was Man. worth it. Yeah. Like, and the fact that they're reopened and they're still selling. Hope, hope that bats, was the meal of your life. All this crap. 
it's just so nasty y'all like you should stop that yeah i'm just saying yeah i'm just saying we should all go a little bit more levitical (laughs) uh health code law that's right you know that's right Stick to the berries and locusts. All the shade to every human. Do you see that the the canals in Venice are clear now? Yeah. Like, maybe the earth is, it's the earth's virus, and we're the problem. And And it's doing like a self-cleanse. The same thing that I was claiming could be our inevitable salvation, which is our our understanding and like the things that we create and build and iterate on. Maybe that's what's killing, like, it's killing our Maslow's hierarchy because we need the earth just like we have it at this perfect you know, ratio of distance to the sun and the moon and like its relationship with all these other things and its atmosphere. And like, if any of that was a fraction off, we'd all be fried. We wouldn't have the ability to get to the top of Maslow's hierarchy with self-actualization and Mm. wondering what our significance level could be. So I don't know. That's a weird thing. Like maybe that's a nice little reset where, I mean, we've reversed climate change in like a month. It, isn't it kind of weird how quickly yeah. these things actually go back to like more normal and habitats and ecosystems are like thriving where they were like once not right. Even just a month ago. Yeah. So there's some positivity. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yo, you flip this from like a negative to a I positive. Know. Man. We're just all killing the world and dude, your job. Hey, we're upset. Group behavior. Can. I feel like this is part of, you know, working in an area where, you know, you uh, you lift each other up. I feel like that's rubbing off on you. What are you talking? I'm saying that we're killing everything. <laughs> oh no, I thought you said I thought you said the world's going getting better. No, it the the world. Yeah, but the world doesn't care about humans. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. I'm talking about the Earth. Oh, well, I take all that back then. The Earth isn't you're humans. We're humans on the Earth. Oh. I'm a jerk. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Jeez Louise, man. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> ah. And you hate me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was using my TP and <laughs> what little I have, then criticizing it. Nah, you're hoarding it in there, bro. No, you you criticized me for the amount of TP I'd gone through in the last week, two <laughs> it's weeks. It's a lot, dude. You, I, it's you not. Left alone. Yeah, but like, what the heck? Like, how is that a lot? To, I mean, if how, I how much a have you roll used? Roll a week, let's say. A roll a week is crazy to or me. Or a roll every two weeks. Well, which is it? I don't know. I've <laughs> never kept a flow chart for this. How many BMs are you having a day, bro? Like at least one, but I'm one. Saying, yeah, bro. Do you hate? I'm every saying at least one. of your life. No, dude. If I took one BM a day, I would die. I would just never go out because I would feel like this fupa would always be there. You know, like yeah. I like to be lean and mean. Mm. I like nothing in me. <laughs> That's fair. I like to be empty and focused. I can I can respect that. Do you think that we have shared too much information just now? I kind of regret asking you if you had any shade. But I'm I'm wondering though. I've never been accused of like, oh, you used a lot of TP. Like, what is I don't this know. About? I could be crazy. I do think one roll a week is insane. I'll, well, maybe I'm I'll, using I'll, way too I'll much die on time. That. I'll die on that hill. Uh, and, and But not every roll is the same size. What? Not depending on what brand. Oh, what okay. Type, so you're not like a, you don't you're not like a brand loyalist. Like you, you just get whatever's there. Yeah, I get whatever's <laughs> cheapest, bro. Okay. No, I get the I don't actually. I used to. Uh, but I get the Kroger brand. Okay. The four rolls, they're big, thick, fat rolls. Yeah. And that lasts for like 
a month or more. I don't know. I, w- I want to know if you guys feel like a roll a week is normal. Because maybe I'm the odd person. Well, we all have different amounts of hair in our booty. Brad, I'd imagine you have more than me. <laughs> but the main point being, the question we should be asking is not how much toilet paper you're using. Because like I said, there are some where like, if you spun the wheel, it would be 20 rotations and then you're out of paper. Whereas others, it could be 2000 rotations and then you'd be out of paper based on thickness, ply, all of these different things. This is a really important topic. (laughs) The real thing that we should be asking about is how many BMs are you taking a day on average? Uh, And if the answer is one. No, mine's probably two to three. Did it but just, I'm but I'm still it just went up but two I'm, or three x. Okay, and that's fine. But I'm still not using a roll per week, and I'm well, clean. It depends on how nervous I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I would like to say that two or three a day is pretty standard. Like that, yeah. I feel my best if it's at least two or three. <laughs> I, I like how we were talking about like, does God exist? <laughs> and now we're talking about hey. Buddy, we're talking about yeah. Maslow's hierarchy, and if you have a crusty butt walking around, you can't be close to God. No, okay? absolutely, you are not you one of God's boys. <laughs> you need to walk yeah. out of there with Jesus that in is your heart, ungodly, and a bidet in your home. Yeah, <laughs> we to... talked a lot about poop, though, as a result of this whole COVID thing. Because that's all we're doing, I guess. Yeah, we don't have well, we don't have much else to do. Yeah, um, and yeah, all right. Well, I tried to end this podcast 20 minutes ago, and you're like, you hate anybody? You, you still pooping, little little bud? Like, I, I did not start poop. Um, uh, any shout-outs? No, just people I hate. <laughs> Literally no shout-outs whatsoever. All right. No, uh, shout-out to Michael for those texts this week, and then yeah. uh, shout-out to Heston for coming on the show. Really appreciate that. If anybody, Shout-out to Dean. I love your the your oh, mama's yeah, the joke your mama on jokes. LinkedIn. Thanks that, for participating, Dad. That was really beautiful. Shout out to my dad. He tweeted out that apparently my mama wants Sanjay Gupta. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was saw great. That. Um, shout out, uh, <laughs> shout out the Indian Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, that's it. Otherwise, um, otherwise, otherwise, I either haven't heard from you or you or haven't been that impactful us. in my life. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> No, it's pretty much just like work alone all week, walk alone. Yeah, if at you night. haven't heard from us at this point, <laughs> well, I mean, we just, have nothing better to do. Just reach out, come by, like, come over to my house. Like, yeah. I don't know. Quit Wait. sending me Zoom links. Like, <laughs> I want to see people. Yeah, you know, I'm over this. Yeah. So as long as there's, if you have a house party, we're not recording <laughs> next week. If you, if people are coming over. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah. we'll gladly forego future episodes of the podcast to party with y'all. Uh, we can share toilet paper. We can uh, talk about our poop cycles together. Um, I'm always down. Yeah. So now, Brad, are you ready to end the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> kind of just like always... kind of just like sitting here talking to you. <laughs> this is always the opposite. It's like, oh, but Biden did this and uh, Bernie did that, and you're like, uh, I have to poop right now. <laughs> I feel like it's usually why you have to end the podcast early. You're like, I got to take that one bm. I went before today at your yeah. Brad goes to the bathroom, and I'm like, yo. You just told me you take 1 p.m. a day and you choose to do that here. That's wild. That's that's not one of what God's just, boys just would feel do. like it's a bonding session with you. Yeah. It's all part of the process. Do you like the way I sit there and talk to you while you do it? No, that, that makes me uncomfortable. Okay. That doesn't actually happen. No. So anyway, um, 
Oh, oh let's end it on that. Yeah, you want to call Heather and <laughs> see what practice of medicine she's doing today? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Be like, uh, can you talk to us about our buttholes, Heather? Like, we're having some real uh, intestinal issues here. How many wipes should we be doing? Yeah, what's yeah, what's the ratio? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. All right. It's been our best podcast yet. And as long as the world is not on fire, we'll be here next week probably. I mean, even if it is. Yeah. We'll die podcasting. Yeah. And no one will li- be able to listen to it. So. Yep. <laughs> so, happy Wednesday. Yeah, happy April Fools, everybody. <laughs> yeah, um, this was all a big joke. Yeah. All that stuff about our poop is just an <laughs> April Fools, by the way. Yeah. Brad and I don't poop. <laughs> no. We're Grody. angels. We're like Kim Jong-un. We don't have a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to get that reference. How are they not? Everybody should know they- that Kim Jong-un has convinced this, the North Koreans that he does not have a butthole and he doesn't defecate. All right. <laughs> was that was that the bridge too far? In the, yeah. All right. Shout out to Kim Jong Un, by the way. Yeah. That's one I have. All right. Rocket Man. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. We'll catch you up next week. All right. All right. Bye, Kim Jong Un. Later, tots. <laughs>